is important for us to identify knowledge that is critical to our program and preserve it. And ways that we can preserve that knowledge is through education and training of the young ones like us today. So you realize that in moving forward, the source of the critical knowledge needed to run the nuclear power program is going to be the people and precisely the youth today. Now, another thing we can get from this story is the experience and the reference point. So we are a newcomer country and we might need our vendors, our uh, international cooperators as reference points for our development. So we also need uh, maturity. Okay. And as I said, we can exhaust all of them. So um, in moving forward with nuclear knowledge, and we need to answer certain questions. Who are involved? What are they supposed to do? Why should they do them? And how would they do them? How would they implement them? Okay. So in answering some of these questions, they will not be answered in that particular order. But by the end of the presentation, I would have ended up in answering those questions. So in terms of who we are looking at, who are the stakeholders in NICLA, our program? And we have various stakeholders depending on the stage of the program and your experience. But for most newcomer countries, generally, these are the stakeholders and I've not exhausted the list. But for the purpose of our education, let's focus on the nephew. Let's focus on the owner operator and to some extent, the regulator. But for the purpose of we, the youth, the scientific research and educational communities are also important because they form the cradle of the knowledge management. So let's keep this in, in mind. And we may find ourselves in any of these stakeholders or in multiple of them. But whatever the situation, we have our responsibility to educate, to train, and or to be educated and be trained. And for that matter, form a, an essential component in managing the knowledge of the nuclear power program. So you can be the one managing the knowledge, or you can be the source of the knowledge that being uh, managed. So it is important to keep this in mind. Okay, so as for me, I'll be talking on the standpoint of the stakeholder who is the owner operator. But whatever I will discuss will apply to uh, most of the stakeholders. So what are the expectations of the owner operator? He is expected essentially to implement the pro project right down from the beginning to the decommissioning. And among this is to operate the nuclear power plant safely, efficiently, and effectively. He needs to be profitable and he needs to grow 
the organization. The organization needs to be sustained over the lifespan. We are looking at 60, 80 to 100 years. And he needs to innovate. He also needs to engage the employees and manage them effectively. So the role of the stakeholder will be to develop the necessary competence to manage a nuclear power project. And as youth in nuclear, many of the educational and training programs, seminars and summits like this one are not by accident. They are deliberate and systematic effort. They are part of the plan and strategy to manage the nuclear knowledge. And our responsibility as the youth, as the future sources of this nuclear knowledge, is our responsibility to play the role that we are expected of. If we fail in this uh, role, then we will be creating knowledge gap. If we are successful, then we'll be help in what? Sustaining, managing, and uh, 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 meeting all the necessary requirements for the uh, nuclear power program. Okay, as a newcomer country, and even those who are not newcomer countries, they face various challenges in nuclear knowledge management. Now, importantly, uh, as a newcomer country, we lack history of nuclear power plants. And that is why it is important for us to look for reference points. And invariably, our uh, vendors are going to be an important source of our reference uh, point, our international cooperators and other experienced nuclear uh, country. We also lack the infrastructure for managing knowledge. And we are now to develop it. We are supposed to build it. And as I've mentioned, the people are important. Good, good. So the aims of developing knowledge management essentially is to develop a knowledge management culture which enhances safety, sustainability, sharing, and innovation. Is to train educate, develop the necessary infrastructure that is ne necessary to pro properly capture and transfer the critical knowledge from the vendor and other sources to maintain high standard of safety, quality, profitability, and performance and ensure smooth succession plan is in place for critical uh, staff. If we are able to uh, develop an effective nuclear knowledge management, we stand to benefit. And as already mentioned, we have proper safety culture in place. We have the necessary competencies. We also have the critical knowledge retained so that we can be able to sustain the national nuclear power program. We have a lot of financial benefits. And then our productivity will increase. Then we we'll able to create the necessary environment for innovation and there's uh, a lot more 
in, in this category. But if we fail to develop or implement a proper nuclear knowledge management, then we stand the risk of radiation safety. Then we have poor plant performance. We face financial losses. We have aging work, uh, workforce, and there will be generational gaps developed along the line. And sometimes it could reach a situation where it is impossible to get the local folks to manage the plant. And therefore, they may have to look elsewhere or probably shut uh, down. Then, and that is also connected to losing the critical knowledge. Then we will have the inability to sustain uh, the program. So how do we uh, develop uh, this uh, uh, nuclear knowledge management infrastructure. We need to recognize that um, there are different sources of knowledge, especially when it comes to nuclear knowledge management. But let me focus on these uh, three um, uh, uh, branches. And the first one is the knowledge we develop. So immediately the program starts we begin to develop knowledge. We begin to train people. We begin to have contact with the vendors. We begin to develop policies. We begin to, to develop a document. So education in that aspect is also constraining. And a lot of uh, stakeholders have roles to play in this category. So we must be able to develop the knowledge ourselves, generate that knowledge, capture it, and uh, retain it. We should be able to transfer that knowledge from one generation to the other. And then we also get knowledge from our vendors and other uh, sources, and also from our international cooperation. Okay, so how we capture this knowledge? How will we take it? How it's made available? Uh, other people to access important for this and implementing this nuclear knowledge management there are uh, a lot of things that needs to be look, looked at importantly we need to look at the people people are the most important aspect of the nuclear knowledge management and uh, knowledge management uh, generally. A lot of the critical knowledge that we develop, a lot of critical knowledge that we get for from our vendors sits with the uh, people. There are a lot of skills that cannot be written in books and therefore people are very important. And then next is the processes, the policies, and basically, it's the people who develop these processes, they develop these processes for a, a, a nuclear knowledge management implementation. And the third one is technology. Now, we live in a technologically advanced world, and everything we do is based on the technology. So we must deploy adequate and appropriate technology for our nuclear knowledge uh, management. And when we talk about the technology, again, people uh, matter. 
People have to interact with that technology. People have to manage the technology. Technology itself is just a potential until we have competent people to be able to handle that technology. Essentially, it is uh, useless. Okay. Implementing the nuclear knowledge management. So it is important to introduce the nuclear knowledge management in the HR program as early as possible. So HR is very important here, as I've mentioned again and again, educating the people, training uh, those people. And to do this for any organization, remember I'm speaking from the standpoint as an operator, as for every operating organization, you need to have a dedicated department for nuclear knowledge management as early as possible. And it is also necessary to do what? To train the trainers. So these are the initial core of people that will be trained to become the trainers for the rest of, of, of the people. So they are the foundation for the education, training, and nuclear knowledge management in the organization. And I believe there are many of us here today who are essentially the trainers that are being trained. They are going to form the core of the initial group of people who will be involved in the uh, nuclear knowledge uh, management. And then along this line, it is necessary to develop the policies and processes that are needed to manage content and documents. So uh, if you move away from the people, the next uh, thing where you can get uh, your knowledge is the books. So it's the documents that are developed along the line. So a very effective uh, uh, processes must be put in place for the development of this uh, uh, document. The necessary quality assurance processes must be uh, 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 look, taken into consideration in developing this uh, document. And uh, the necessary technology must be deployed to integrate multiple data and information that will be coming from what? Multiple uh, vendors. So that technology must also be used to capture the knowledge closer to the time that knowledge is being created. If you wait, the longer you wait, the more you miss most aspect, the critical part of the information or the knowledge that was created. So it is important to, to capture the knowledge at the time that is being uh, created. Um, it is also possible to create this, uh, to use the technology to share this knowledge. And one way of doing that is to create SharePoint. We can also have communities of practice where uh, information and uh, knowledge about uh, various aspects of the program can be uh, discussed. It is also necessary to deploy technology to preserve this knowledge, but not just preserve it. It's also important to continue to update this technology so that um, it is possible to manage the security issue and, uh, and then the compatibility issues with late technology. 
And along this line, we must have mentorship programs in place. We must have succession planning in place. And of course, the training program, which is intended for the youth and other uh, human resources that are supposed to play their role in the nuclear uh, power program. And occasionally, we need to, re- to assess the risk of nuclear knowledge loss and know our status so that we can put in mechanisms in place to ensure that we do not lose the critical knowledge needed to operate our plant safely and also to sustain the program beyond its uh, life cycle. So, um, so far, I've talked about the preservation of the knowledge. And it is also important to look at the experience. It's also important to look at the reference point and you need a, a, a maturity of uh, that knowledge. And as Ghana is undertaking its program now along the line, and even right now, we have become a reference point to some other countries because we have matured to a certain degree. But we also look up to some other people who are more matured than uh, we are in uh, managing the nuclear knowledge in gathering this uh, experience. But beyond that, we also need curiosity. Knowledge can be created, captured, and preserved. But if we are not curious in that, if we don't remain on the side of inquisition, we won't go and look for that knowledge. So we need to uh, cultivate the habit of being curious, being on the inquisition. Maybe answers kills creativity. We need to be on the inquisition part. And also we need to add a bit of passion for the nuclear power program and for managing the nuclear knowledge. We need to be passionate about the training programs. We need to be passionate about educating ourselves in the area of nuclear knowledge. And we also need to be passionate about how we share the knowledge that we gather in these uh, fields. So in conclusion, um, I would like to um, state that knowledge is a potential that gives competitive advantage, it gives us power, and also a value that if we apply it appropriately. However, we first need to acquire that knowledge. And as youth in the nuclear program, I think this is the best opportunity to educate ourselves, to undergo training and acquire that knowledge. By so doing, we also put ourselves in a good position to either apply that knowledge or be a source of that knowledge to the younger generation. And by so doing, will help sustain this program, will help in the success of Ghana's nuclear power program. Uh, thank you. But uh, let me also take the opportunity to acknowledge a number of people here who were 
part of uh, gathering the information that I've put on this uh, slide. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Kluche, for that presentation. We'll take questions now. Okay, we have... Uh... All right. Good morning, all. Um, thank you very much, Doctor, for that um, wonderful presentation. Um, of course, I am actually um, intrigued by your conclusion that knowledge is a potential that gives competitive advantage, but we must acquire it. And we are talking about creating nuclear awareness. And in that light, if we talk about um, actually adding nuclear into the curriculum, especially the academic curriculum, what strategies can we use that can ensure that we add nuclear into especially the primary school curriculum so that um, young kids will be aware about nuclear science and technology, especially at an early age. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I mean, am I taking each question at a time or a number of questions will be asked before attempts will be made to respond to them? Please, let's do it. Each question at a time. At a time, okay. So, um, yes. thank you very much uh, for your question. And uh, you raised an important uh, question and uh, uh, issue in the nuclear power development, and that is uh, catch them young. And I think all of us at this stage have the capability to help in educating the young ones, especially in the area of nuclear. But first of all, we must look into educating them in the area of science. We need to inspire them to go into uh, sciences. And at this stage, especially the young ones, um, there are a lot of, 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 of ways that can, be, that can be done. And it's not like a, a one fit all for them and uh, it's a ser series of programs and the most or uh, the key ones are is to take them on educational tours so most of the uh, or most part of the curriculum must include where they take them on science tours and then maybe with the youth maps also make it as part of our program to go back maybe to our former institution and demonstrate some, some of the science experiments for them so that they are motivated, so that they are inspired. But the, the key point is that it has to come from the uh, government to also include some of these policies so that they can be captured educational curriculum. And essentially, I think, if I take Ghana program, for instance, is one of the key aspects that is being addressed. And uh, we have the, those in charge of HR, and uh, uh, which include education and training, and they have to assess our educational curriculum. And I believe they've done some part of it and see 
what can be added in order to increase the teaching of science and technology, especially nuclear science in those uh, uh, level of education. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any other question, please? Yes, please. Okay, look, thank you for your presentation. Uh, my question is for the newcomer countries. So if you're a newcomer country, obviously you don't have um, uh, the infrastructure and the systems like the um, other developed countries. And so if you want to copy best practice, um, do you pick a particular country and mimic what they do or you sort of scout around and copy the best practice from each country? So what's the best approach for new uh, well, countries to build capacity? <laughs> okay, well, uh, first of all, let me, let me begin by saying that you have the infrastructure, but you don't have infrastructure for the nuclear uh, power program. Okay, so you have infrastructure for nuclear, uh, for knowledge management. So if we as a country, we already have the infrastructure for knowledge management and we have various ways in which we manage our knowledge. And again, I think that by storytelling, even before the informal education, our parents have a way of transferring, managing and transferring knowledge from one generation to the other. So uh, basically, they are the same infrastructure that is being used. They are the same processes. They are the same uh, uh, method that is being used in the nuclear uh, 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 field. But then it's just that we don't have it dedicated for nuclear knowledge management. So what we need to begin with is to dedicate specific institution, a specific department for the uh, for, for, for the hope for the sole purpose of what managing the nuclear uh, knowledge and in terms of what is the best approach uh, it's difficult to stick to one particular approach because essentially uh, what I noticed is that as you move from one country to the other what they put in place you see that you have the, the, the methods the techniques the, but in applying to a particular country, it also depends on the culture of that country. So a particular method works a little bit differently in one country the other, uh, uh, from the other. So uh, we as a country will have to assess our national culture, our organizational culture, and see how we can adopt the specific techniques that are there for nuclear knowledge management so that it can work uh, for us. Of course, it is also possible to pick some of the best method out there and uh, benchmark them, uh, benchmark our method against uh, 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 them. And there are some, some situations where you can just pick one method of doing it for a particular aspect of the knowledge management and it just fits into your system and you, you use it as uh, it is. So there are a lot of uh, testing of uh, waters, but there's always a systematic approach. And when uh, you assess it against your culture, 
you may have to modify it a little bit so that it suits your 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 culture and specifically your interest and sometimes the kind of vendors you engage the kind of international cooperation you have the international partners that you have also play a key role in uh, how you go about managing the nuclear knowledge in your country thank you Thank you very much, Dr. Kriche, for that. We'll move on to the next speaker, but before then, kindly share, tweet, and post on our social media.